If you've been feeling that there's more to life than just the daily grind or an endless striving for material success, if you know that there is a deeper calling inside of you that you haven't fully stepped into yet, now is the time to step forward on your path. No matter what is happening in life, there is a sacred place within you, a place where you can access the abilities of your soul to heal and transform the energies within and around you. This is the gift of Reiki, and if you resonate with what I'm saying, then it's calling you. Reiki is a gentle but powerful path of healing and transformation. It shows you how to unlock the doors to your inner world and find that sanctuary within that has unlimited access to healing energy for your physical, emotional, and spiritual bodies. On June 6th and 7th, we'll show you how to access this tangible healing energy so you can heal yourself and share it with others. Whether you want to balance your chakras and clear your aura of unwanted energies, help your children or family when they're struggling emotionally or physically, balance your emotional and mental states for better well-being, or clear old patterns and past life trauma from your energy. Our in-person Reiki 1 and 2 certification class is a two-day class that will help you do just that. It isn't just an education, it is truly an awakening. Even for those who have never considered the path of energy work before, let this be your sign. Reiki is more than just a practice. It is a journey of heart, reconnecting you with the depths of your own soul and its potential. It's about connecting with yourself in the most profound, meaningful ways possible. So if you're feeling the call, if your heart stirs a little at the thought of embarking on this journey, join us on June 6th and 7th for our Reiki 1 and 2 certification class. Embrace the opportunity to transform, to heal, and connect with the essence of your true self. Spaces are limited so everyone can get personal guidance and support so you can save your spot today and let's embark on this beautiful journey together. Visit our website at sedonamedium.com forward slash inner peace. That's sedonamedium.com forward slash inner peace. In a world dominated by screens, distractions, and endless notifications, have you ever noticed how you feel more disconnected from your true self? Today, we're diving into Digital Cleanse, which is a powerful practice to help you get back to your core, dive deeper into your essence, and feel that lasting inner peace. Welcome to the Modern Life and Spirit Podcast, where we explore spiritual topics relevant to today's world. Your hosts, certified psychic medium, Christina Wooten, and Reiki master teacher, Robert Wooten, break down how to work with spirit to create more positive growth in your life. Consider this podcast your go-to spiritual resource for navigating the modern world. Hey there, kindred spirits. Welcome to Modern Life and Spirit Podcast. It's Christina Wooten, certified psychic medium at SedonaMedium.com. And Robert. Hi, Robert. Hello. I am Reiki Master Teacher Robert Wooten. Hey, hey. Today, we are going to be talking about the digital cleanse, how to take a digital cleanse. This is a powerful practice to help bring you back to your core, bring you deeper into your own essence, kind of drowning out all of the noise that we're experiencing throughout the day. We're just bombarded with all of it. And how can you root back into a space of inner peace and connectedness? We're going to talk about practical steps to unplug from digital noise and how to create those mindful boundaries to help you to be successful. And 
we're just going to remind ourselves that it's okay <laughs> to be, you know, not entertained all the time and not occupied mm -hmm. constantly because that is such a draining energetic state to be in when we're not in replenishment. It brings so much stress and so much overwhelm to our minds, but not just our minds, but also our spirits, our spirits that are trying to communicate to us. And they just need a space to be able to do that. But we're so occupied all of the time that we're not able to fully acknowledge the wisdom the messages, the things that are coming through that are already there. Back on episode one, we talked about how to manage your feed. And the idea behind that was, was to not feel like you have to be connected to everything that comes your way. Any bit of information that's coming your direction, you can help control that. And this is the next level into that, right? This is the ability to just turn things off or set things down or walk away and disconnect from things occasionally. Well, it's not always about disconnecting from the world mm -hmm. or from society or from news or whatever it is. It's about being grounded and rooted and reconnecting with ourselves, right. making sure that we're creating that space and those healthy habits that are nourishing that connectedness because we have the time. I hear a lot that I don't even know how I would have the time to sit down and talk to my guides or mm -hmm. how I'd have the time to meditate. But if you dive deeply into people's schedules and what it is, the habits and things that they're already engaging with, so much of that are things that aren't bringing fulfillment, right. that aren't bringing happiness, that you know are just merely these unconscious to conscious habits that keep getting reinforced over and over again. And when we bring that consciousness into our life, into those habits and into those patterns and do a beautiful cleanse, it lets us really live more authentically with our values and demonstrate what those actually are rather than, you know, doing all these other things. We have the time. That's the truth. There is the time for this. It's just managing the time. It's creating the priority of being connected and making sure that we are constantly reinforcing that and giving ourselves this gift. I find for me that tech detoxes come in a variety of forms depending on what new habits I'm finding aren't working for me or aren't serving me. So usually how I discover that it's time for some sort of detox is I'm noticing that I'm feeling compulsion or obsessive sort of behavior in connection with checking my email or checking my phone or feeling stressed about not being able to respond to somebody in a certain period of time. There's this you know, expectation right. of connectedness yeah. and notifications constantly. And now I'm getting new notifications from Facebook that are like, somebody commented on this picture for <laughs> yeah. somebody else. And I'm like, why are you sending me right. just excessive notifications to engage, like engage, 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 be on the app, do these things. And so I find that what my tech detox <laughs> looks like changes. It evolves based on, you know, what new tech is coming out, what my needs are in certain seasons of life, and basically how I'm noticing things are not serving me. And then it's like course correct time. And when I take that time, I, it's such a relief. It's such a relief to 
fall into that natural state of being to, you know, be more creative, to be more slow. Even if I have a busy schedule or a lot of expectations and demands that, you know, need to be accomplished in my work life, for example, I feel a lot of peace around that when I'm not being bombarded by things all the time because I have the capacity to manage that. But if my energy is being drained by these tiny little paper cuts all throughout the day of obsessive behaviors, compulsive stuff, a million notifications that don't mean anything, I don't have that you know creative capacity. I don't have that room and I become much more stressed and much more into overwhelm. And that's what we want to avoid right. <laughs> when we have spaciousness in our life, we have room to allow our guides to speak to us. We have room to listen more clearly to our bodies. Our bodies are having to compete to share messages with us with these social media apps and email notifications and text messages and all of these other things. And streaming video and television and all those kind of things as well. Absolutely. And it's not to say that, of course, Tech is amazing. It, I mean, this is a wonderful example of being able to share information, you know, across the airwaves mm -hmm. to people all over the world and talk about how to better our lives and how to be more connected. What an amazing gift that is to have. So tech isn't all bad, just in how we're responding and how right. we're managing it. Be more intentional with how you're using it. Yeah, but creating that, that openness Wow, it makes a difference. And it doesn't take very long to just feel that course correct. And then that, you know, we feel, oh, I feel so much better. I'm sleeping better. I feel calmer throughout the day. I feel more centered throughout the day. What a gift. So let's talk about how to create a digital cleanse. What does this mean? And you can call it a cleanse or call it a detox, whatever terminology works well for you. And you know what? If that feels negative if it doesn't feel fun like sometimes you need a little bit of fun to feel like oh i'm doing this fun thing mm -hmm. <laughs> then you might want to create like a retreat name around it that this is a calming digital retreat is what you're creating for yourself so use whatever terminology makes you feel excited and feels really resonant versus like oh gross for me Digital cleanse feels like great you know at that point i'm so ready to get rid of bleh. You know, that part feels really good, but it just depends. So let's talk about six things that you want to think about and that you want to establish for creating a powerful digital cleanse, for it to really be an effective retreat for you. What are the six steps or six things that you need to consider for it to be most successful? And then I'm going to give you an extra little bonus tip. So if you feel overwhelmed by the idea of like taking a tech detox or you're just not quite ready to step into the fullness of what that looks like, then one thing that you can start doing now to at least get your feet wet. All right, so number one is set clear intentions. So start by setting clear intentions for your tech detox. You know, ask yourself why you're doing it, what it is that you hope to achieve just create some clarity around what does this mean for you? Because that clarity is going to help you to stay committed. It's going to help you stay your path. So when those 
obsessive compulsive like you're reaching for the phone even though your mind isn't thinking oh just like you have a moment of silence so let me grab my phone Mm -hmm. (laughs) it reminds you like oh yeah i'm not doing that but i'm not doing it because i'm depriving myself i'm doing it instead because i'm excited to step into hearing my voice more clearly or i'm enthusiastic about just having more mental creativity and you know, less overwhelm, whatever is your buzz for why you need to do this, then you want to create those clear intentions around it. And I also think incorporating what length of time do you want to have your tech detox? Do you want to start with a week? I think a couple of weeks is a really good time because that first week you're just kind of getting in the flow and the second week you're just like in the juiciness of like yeah this is so good (laughs) this is so nice so really deciding what's your length of commitment that you're giving to this new habit this new behavior if you want to do a big picture change of your relationship with tech and you want to do long term you need six weeks because six weeks is the period that it takes your mind and body and muscle to create new habits that stick and are formed. So if you're thinking long-term solution, you really want to make a big profound change, six weeks. But I think two weeks, if you're unsure, is a great place to get started. So once you've set those clear intentions, then it's time to go to the next phase, next level, which is number two, create boundaries. So this is where you're establishing your personal guidelines. I mean, nobody's forcing these on you. You are making them for what works for you, for the specific changes that you feel like you need to make. Paying attention to where you feel overwhelmed. Paying attention to what isn't feeling right for you. So establish boundaries around your technology use. So maybe you designate certain times of the day when you're going to be tech-free. For example, maybe you're not doing screens during meals or not an hour before bedtime or whatever those requirements are for you, not in the bed. In the bathroom. (laughs) Right. But set up your specific boundaries. What are your expectations for yourself? This is what it would look like to have a successful detox. This is what I'm really letting go of and this is how I'm building in time within my day of tech-free space. So what does that look like? I think it's important to write that down because it's not a habit for you yet. It's just kind of an obscure thought. When you write it down, it, you know, lets you see it. It lets you feel it. It, you know, holds you to a higher level of fulfillment. All right. So our third step is digital declutter. I love this one. (laughs) Take some time to declutter your digital life. So go through, delete apps, delete emails, things that no longer serve you, organize your digital space to just reduce distractions. When you're on your computer, are there the little thumbnails that are on your desktop that you can release and get rid of? What are ways that you can make that experience more relaxed, a little bit more peaceful for you, a little less stress, where when you're going through your photos, you're not seeing 80 million photos, or I don't know about you, but I always am accidentally taking screenshots for some reason. (laughs) So like deleting all your screenshots, backing up your pictures and your images and kind of starting fresh, do a digital declutter because then you're starting a new energy. You're starting it by releasing, releasing and letting Mm -hmm. go. And that creates new space for new positive energy to come in. 
And it also gets a sense of tangibleness to it. You know, you're letting go, you're seeing things be deleted, <laughs> you're noticing like, oh, this is, this is the clarity that I'm trying to create. You're manifesting that in a physical way. And it's just a lot of fun sometimes to go through all the old stuff. And it's a reminder a bit of some of the old experiences that you've had that you're ready to let go of and ready to release. It's a little journey down memory lane too. Yeah, I have a surprising number of phone numbers in my phone from contacts I've made while I've been on a trip or something like that. It's just like the name of a person that I needed in that moment that I will never see that person again, most likely. But there they are stuck on my phone. You know, it's good to go through those things too and remove those things out that you don't need anymore. There's no reason for it to be in there. I really like what you said about it really feels good to organize that and clean it up. You feel things being released. I really resonated with that. I think that's a great concept of as you let go of these things, you're like, well, I just... I'm not having to hold on to that anymore and it's gone. And then you feel a little space where that was that thing was occupying it and you didn't know it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I think that when we make a decision, we just like send this new energy out. And it's such an empowering energy. Whatever that decision is, I feel like just the act of making a decision is being able to step into your power. And so mm -hmm. when we look at something and I'm like, I'm making a decision to let go of this. I know I'm never going to need this again. Gone that big boost, like, oh, energy charge. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Again, it's back to taking control of these things that are you're interacting with. You're taking control of this interaction instead of letting it control you. Yes. All right. So this is a big one for me. I always include this step in any kind of digital detox because it's an area where I get tripped up and it's an area where I always notice the negative ramifications of this. And when I get back on track, I feel so much better, so much clearer, and number one, so much more connected. I feel so much more peaceful throughout my day. And this is step number four, which is mindful mornings. So start your day with mindfulness rather than checking your phone immediately or consider starting with meditation and journaling or simply enjoying, you know, a quiet cup of tea, sitting outside, whatever it is. But, you know, replace that habit of grabbing your phone mm -hmm. and checking your email and checking your calendar and doing all those things with something else that lets you kind of slowly come online, relax a little bit, you know, ease into the morning and create presence. Um, I notice when I grab my phone right away, the first thing I'm doing is like I'm leaping forward mm -hmm. into the day. So I'm already thinking about lunchtime and what needs to happen here and here, thinking about X, Y, Z, and I'm not in that precious moment of the morning. The morning is a really cool time because we're just, when we're just waking up, we're just coming into that alpha state. We're coming out of those, you know, sleep brain waves. We're in a very relaxed place. This is a great time to receive messages from the spirit world. Even if you're not used to it, your mind is receptive and open in that alpha state to be able to receive because you're in a little bit of a meditative mode. Your mind hasn't kicked on all the gears quite yet, so you have space to receive. And very often that very precious time is being sucked away by the opposite of that presence, the opposite of that ease and flow with like, all right, what do I need to be doing hours away? 
Now, if you are like me and you use your phone for an alarm, Mm -hmm. that makes it hard because you are initially just touching it right away. So if you're trying to break that habit, you might consider, you know, getting an alarm clock and using that for that two week period or six week period that you're planning on so that you, you know, kind of tuck your phone somewhere where it's not as visible and then you consciously choose when to reconnect. I was just going to mention that because I think that, you know, there's time and time again, experts are saying you should not put your phone right next to your bed mm-hmm. to charge it at night for many reasons. One is it doesn't need to charge for eight hours at a time. It takes like an hour to charge your phone back up and then it just sits there being on charge the rest of the time. And the other is now they're saying that there are some other indications and maybe having that device right next to you where it's getting notices and doing things right next to your bed where you're trying to sleep is also not good for you. But then the other side of that is what that usually is an indicator is that you feel like you need to be connected to it. So you're going to put it right next to your bed so Mm -hmm. you can be connected to it in case someone calls or in case something happens, there's your connection right there. So you're still subconsciously connecting to it. Mm -hmm. The other side of that is, is because a lot of people are looking at their phone right before they go to bed. So it's easy just to set it on the nightstand right next to your bed after you've done that. And again, we're trying to break that habit, right? So it might be a better idea to take your phone to another room to charge Mm -hmm. at night uh, or at least put it somewhere else in the room where you can't immediately get it. I'm old enough to remember a time where we didn't have phones to do keep us on track for things. We had clocks in places and we still have clocks in our house. (laughs) We have a clock right next to the bed that has an alarm on it. And I think that's a good way to disconnect from that. It's a great idea to go back a step perhaps and get an alarm clock that you can see the time if you wake up in the middle of the night or you can set an alarm for getting up mm-hmm. in the morning. And and so that's a thing we can go backwards to, to disconnect and remind ourselves that this is not the only way. Yes. Number five is nature connection. So spend time in nature, make it a priority. So disconnect from screens and immerse yourself in the natural world it is a powerful way to reconnect with your inner self, to ground, to get all of those good energy particles into your body. And also just it's a peaceful way to begin. You see the animals like first thing in the morning moving about and, you know, there's a coolness in the air. There's just something special about connecting with nature, even if it's only like five minutes. If you're having your coffee, just making sure that you're sitting outside when you're doing it, but something that just gets you back into flow, gets you that quiet, peaceful time just by yourself, just in nature, so you can feel kind of the softness of the world and feel things coming online, seeing what insights come forward for you. When we don't have a preconceived notion and you know requirements for what we think our day needs to be about, that morning time can give us you know, insights and just connections with our body, connections with our energy about what we may need. Maybe you're picking up your phone and you're, you know, going a thousand miles a minute and you're not even realizing because you're so used to overriding those feelings that you're exhausted or that your solar plexus is like kaput (laughs) and you need a little extra boost. So that just few minutes of being in nature and also just that time of connecting with yourself gives you a chance to see what your real true needs are because you really can't accomplish all the things that you want to accomplish 
in a good way, when you're not balanced, when your chakras aren't flowing well, when the energy in your body isn't flowing well. There have been so many times where I've set up in my calendar, oh, I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to be so productive today, so productive today. But then when it comes down to it, that morning I may wake up and be like, oh, you know, my body is not in this space today. And so I need something else. But the only way you can get that message and realize that you're going to be pushing it and pushing yourself too far is by checking in and listening. So that time in nature is really valuable for you just to remember that you're a natural being (laughs) and to ground. All right. So the last step, the last thing you really need to think about when it comes to setting up your own digital cleanse is do you want to establish tech-free zones. So designated certain areas of your home as potential tech-free zones, such as the bedroom. I mean, that's a great way if you want to foster more connection in your relationship or just have more time with yourself or make sure that your room is truly your sacred space, then leave the phone at the door, (laughs) if you will. It's a great way to promote better sleep. We've talked about that and just more intimate, sacred space time. And the more and more you get used to your phone not being within reach, the less anxiety that you have around not being right there at your phone or feeling like you need to be entertained all the time. And that's when it starts to feel really good. That's when you really get the benefits of that tech detox time is when you get out of the anxiety zone of, oh my gosh, my phone's not here. What happens if, you know, oh, I'm kind of bored and, you know, I want to I want to surf just because I'm bored or maybe I need a little dopamine boost and I just want to kind of see what's going on in the world. It's that Establishing these tech-free zones gets you used to that being out of reach for you. So maybe it's your living room, maybe it's your dining room table um, or your kitchen table that is like, nope, this is tech-free zone. Or maybe it's your bedroom, I don't know. But whatever it is that feels right for you and think about your trigger points when you need more serenity, when you're most tempted to be on your phone but it's not serving you to do so. So I mentioned at the beginning that if you feel overwhelmed by the idea of committing to like a full digital cleanse or a full calming, you know, digital retreat, then try this. Just this, there's one thing that I would encourage you to do just to get started. And that is create some sort of an unplug ritual. So develop a daily or a weekly unplug ritual where during this time, whatever it is that you are doing for yourself, you engage in activities that don't involve screens, such as you're reading a physical book, you're practicing yoga, or you take a nice long bath, but create a pleasurable routine where you, maybe you're grilling, I love to grill. You know, I love to grill outside on the patio or cook or eat outside, those kind of things. That can be a good unplug ritual. But something that you do that you just regularly begin to incorporate that the rule is it can't involve screens. This is your unplug time. You're embracing the power of unplugging during that special space for you. It could even be just your exercise time. But whatever it is, it's your time, your little mini detox 
from all the screens, from the TV, from your computer, from your phone, from all of that availability. And you're giving that gift of time and space to yourself. So design something that you can do on a daily basis or at a minimum on a weekly basis. That is your, nope, this is my time where I'm unavailable. Taking a digital cleanse to me always feels a little like, ugh, but you can really feel the effects when you have done a little mini retreat where you've just taken care of yourself and how connected you feel, how easy it is to like be aware of what your body is telling you, how easy it is to understand your own energy levels because you're actually sitting in it, how connected you feel when your mind is running, you know, present in the moment instead of like 80 yards ahead of where you are currently. It's just a total night and day difference into, you know, better decision making, clearer thinking, more presence with your family, more presence in just your own sense of being and having a more creative mind. We need spaciousness to have creativity. And most people who are, you know, diving into wanting more life force are incredibly creative people and creative thinkers. So we need this. This is a lifeline to who we are and who we need to be. Remember to use the resource of tech for its positive purposes, but also hold ourselves accountable to making it as positive as an experience as possible rather than a detractor. The one thing that I have found that people have to get used to a bit when you're on a tech detox is that they've probably gotten into the habits of like they can get you at all times or they can send you a message and you just respond right away. So it can be a little bit off-putting where somebody might take it a bit personal (laughs) thinking that, you know, you're not responding like you would normally, those kind of things. So it's good to let people know that you don't want there to be any confusion about, you know, yeah, I may not respond to you for a few hours when you're used to getting a response to me from me in about 10 minutes because I'm doing X, Y, Z. So communicating that can make sure that you're, you know, people aren't developing hard feelings, not that you're responsible for those feelings, but sometimes it can just help to clear up some hiccups beforehand rather than having to deal with it on the back end or people's assumptions about things. I feel so fresh after I've taken just time away. I feel so myself not being bombarded by all of these other voices, by all these other people, by all of these, you know, constant thoughts and constant reactions. Yeah, reactions or messaging. It's just, it's overwhelming. And I feel so clear and authentic. I feel so easily able to say, yes, this is me and no, this isn't me when I'm in that space. And so if you've never done a digital cleanse before, give yourself this incredible gift. The first couple of days just kind of suck because it's like any addiction. (laughs) You know, you're breaking some patterns. You just have to get used to it. And then it's wonderful. It's amazing. And if you're listening to this today, it's probably because you know you need that time away. You need that digital cleanse. So give yourself the gift, even if it's just doing the unplug ritual, even if you can only commit to that today, do something to help yourself feel more supported and embrace that 
airplane mode. Embrace that do not disturb button. Embrace that silence (laughs) and find a way to keep that phone out of reach as much as possible. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks so much for sharing with us and being a part of our journey. We love being a part of your journey. Thanks for sharing your time, your effort, and your energy with us today. And we are just sending extra love and support for you for this week. Namaste. The Modern Life and Spirit podcast is for informational purposes only. The information provided is not intended to provide medical, psychological, legal, or financial advice. Information provided is not to diagnose or treat any medical or psychological illness. To read the full disclaimer, see SedonaMedium.com.